Lakuta Sikha is Chelik Yutes, the Sikha on Elul, Sikha Aleph, a summary of the Sikha. In one of the Sikhas that the Friedrich Rebbe said on Pesach, he described what happened in Lubavitch on the, in the month of Elul, in, on Shabbos Mavarchem Elul. And this is how he describes it. We're going to read the whole thing because the Rebbe focuses on each detail of it. The Shabbos Mavarchem Elul in Lubavitch, even though it was still a bright, sunshiny day, the very air was already changing. It, you began to feel the scent of Elul coming. Uh, it was, there was already a wind of tshuva blowing. That's how he describes it. And since everything that the, the, the Rabbeim say, they never use poetic license just to describe it in four different ways with, uh, you know, very fancy words. It was not about that. Everything was very specific and it represents something specific. And also the time in which they said it was the right time to say it and there was some connection between whatever they said with the time that they said it. So the question is, what's the connection between El Shabbos Mevarchem Elul and the Yom Tov Pesach? Why is the Friedrich Rebbe saying a sicha describing Shabbos Mevarchem Elul on Pesach? And also, what is the meaning of these four descriptions that the Friedrich Rebbe gives about Shabbos Mevarchem Elul? The four descriptions of which we speak are that it was a clear, sunshiny day, that there was a change in the air, in the very air, that you could already feel the scent of Elul, and that there was a tshuva wind blowing. Those are the four descriptions. So in regards to the time that he said it, it would seem that not only is Elul and Pesach two separate times, but they are actually contradictory times, because, in, in matters of Aveda, because in, in Pesach was the time when Hashem came down and shown his, his presence upon the Yidin. It wasn't that the Yidin rose up through their Aveda to be worthy of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Because as the angel said to Hashem, both of them worship Aveda Zorah. They were almost, you know, in a certain sense, they were equal to the Egyptians. Not that they had reached a certain level of Aveda. It's only that Hashem came down and redeemed them. He, he revealed Himself to them. And that's what happened. He awakened them from above. And therefore, they responded to that awakening from above. Elul is the opposite. The word Elul uh, is a Rosh Hashanah of the Pasuk, I am to my beloved, which means I initiate a relationship with my beloved, with Hashem, says the Yid. And then Hashem responds to that. That's the Avedah of Elul. So they're actually very different types of Avedah. So what's the sense of describing Elul on Pesach? So to explain. We know there's a Pesach that says, Who has fronted me something that I have to pay him back, says Hashem. In other words, who has given me something before I gave him something? From this Chassidus learns that everything that a Yid is able to accomplish through their own Aveda is because Hashem first has to give you the ability to do that. In other words, even the Aveda of Elul, which has a, which is Aveda of Yisarus Tata, which needs the Yid to do the Aveda because we initiate the Aveda, how do we get the ability to do that? 
because Yud, uh, in Elul there is a revelation of the Yud Gimel Midas Arachmim, the 13 attributes of mercy and as the way the, the Alter Rebbe explains it with a marshal that the king comes out to the field so that he gives the permission and the ability for anyone, any subject to be able to approach him and to be able to meet him and to greet him and to be able to start a relationship but that only starts because the king comes out to the field he gives you the ability to be able to meet him and that is what then leads to the yid initiating the relationship the yisarusadu but it's preceded by yisarusadu from above and that's what triggers and gives the ability for a yid to be able to start the relationship of ani li Obviously, there's going to be a great difference between that kind of Isurus Dalaila, which is only there in order to trigger the, um, the Avaida of a Yid, and the Isurus Dalaila, which comes as a response to the Avaida of the Yid. That Isurus Dalaila comes from the inner dimension of the godly Eir, whereas the original Isurus Dalaila, because it's given as a free gift just to start things going, is only an external revelation from Eir and since Hashem desires our Avaida He desires our Avaida therefore the response to that is a much deeper revelation but you still need the something to start the process so that a Yid is able to have an Tata from below and since as we said Pesach is the time for Isarusa de Leila. That's the general time when all Isarusa de Leila begins. It then, as time goes by, and there are different needs at different times, like for instance in Elul, there is a specific type of Isarusa de Leila that is needed in order to start the process of Isarusa Tata, which will then lead to the deeper Isarusa de Leila. Where does it all start? It starts in Pesach. And then, when Elul comes, then there will be the specific type of Leila, like for instance, Yud Gimel the king coming out to the field. But it all starts in Pesach. And that's why the Friedrich Rebbe started the Sicha, gave that Sicha in the time of Pesach, because that is the ability, that, w- that is what will lead to the ability for Shabbos Mabarchim Elul to start its Avaidah. And that explains also the four descriptions that the Friedrich Rebbe gives in that Sikha. They're divided into two general categories. There is the category from Hashem and what He does, and then there is the category of what the Yidin, what they do. So the first description, it talks about Hashem. It was a bright, sunshiny day. The sunshine represents Shemesh Havaya. The sun represents Havaya, Hashem, and the way he shines down upon the Yidin, that describes what will trigger, what will give the ability to start the whole Avedah. The next three talk about the way the Yidin respond to that, the way they start the Avedah from below. starts with the very air was changing. Then he goes on to say that there was a scent of Elul already in the air, and then goes on to say that there was a wind of Tshuva blowing. So to talk first about the wind of tshuva, the, the scent of Elul and the wind of Tshuva. Why does he use those two terms? 
The main idea of tshuva is based on the pasuk v'aruach tashuv el halakim The spirit will return to the God which had implanted it, meaning the soul should return to the to Hashem which implanted the soul. But using the term v'aruach, ruach is also the the the, uh, the word which describes the wind. So the Friedrich Rebbe used the term the wind to describe the main function of Tshuva, which is the Avaida of Elul. That Varuach Toshuva Lokim Hesani was alluding to that by describing it as a wind of Tshuva. That also explains why he uses the term of a scent, of the smell, the odor, the scent, the aroma of Tshuva. Because what is the reward? What is the, respond, the, the result of Tshuva? The result of Tshuva is Mashiach. The Ruch HaYishol Mashiach. How is, what defines Mashiach best, better than any other term? It says in the Pesach, Hashem. He will be scented by the fear of Hashem. The question is, why is it described as he will be scented, relating his Yiras Hashem to scent, to smell? Because the way that Mashiach will be determined to be Mashiach, the way that it will be tested would be that he will have to have the ability to intuitively know what's right and what's wrong, which is described as Meirach Vedoyin. He will have to be able to sniff the air, to sense from the, from the sense of smell who is right, who is wrong, what is true, what is false. That describes what, what Mashiach will be outstanding, how he will be known to be Mashiach. So the concept of scent describes the result of tshuva. It describes Mashiach. And that's why the Friedrich Rebbe uses that term. The scent of Elul was already in the air, meaning the tshuva which will lead to the idea of Mashiach that will be felt through scent. And to describe all this, he says, there was a sense of Elul already in the air. Why does he use the, the concept of air? Because we know that in the needs of a person, there are different levels, there are different intensities of how much you need something. A person needs a home to live in, but you need clothing as well. Clothing is more essential than a home to live in. You need food to eat, that's even more essential. You need water to drink, that's even more essential. And you need air to breathe, that is the most essential. And that's why air to breathe is needed every moment of the day. You can't get away even for a minute without breathing. And that's why uh, air is free, because it's so essential that you can't even be expected to pay for it. You can't even be expected to do something in order to have air. It just comes to you all the time. That's why he explains and describes the, uh, the, the need for tshuva in Elul as air, because this is something that is essential to everyone. Nobody can get away without it. Every yid has to be part of it. And as the Pasuk says, Every soul has to praise Hashem. And the, uh, and the Chazal say that it means, It has to be done with every breath that you take that this is something which is constant and has to be done all the time described by the air, the very air was changing.